0: Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed.
1: You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina.
2: Welcome, welcome to episode 41 of the Level Up Latina podcast. 41, can you believe that? 41 and fabulous.
1: I'm really trying to get to 40. Yeah, trying
2: to make Maybe skip right. a year or two. I'm not 41. <laughs> I'm still in my 30s. Yeah, even, I know. All of us are still in our 30s. Yeah, I'm still so so young. After that. So we're going to be talking about a fun topic because we've all experienced it. And it's uh, what we wish we knew before going into labor. And as mothers, I know when you're pregnant, everyone has something to say like, do this, do that, no hagas esto. Pero you won't know until you've experienced it and gone through it yourself. So today we're going to be chatting about that. And I want to apologize first and foremost, because my girls are being very whiny, crying a lot. And, you know, just bear with us. We just moved back to the city. We were traveling for, oh God, like 10 plus days until we finally made it back home. So they're a little... They're a little on edge. So I apologize to our listeners. No worries. And I actually want to apologize for you saying it's
1: a fun topic because <laughs> <laughs> um, Things we know about going into labor, man. Before the I person even- who's gonna go into labor in the next 12 days <laughs> or something. I know. I'm like, I don't know if it's fun, but there are a lot of <laughs> things obviously we can discuss about the differences in labors and and what can make it fun and the what I'm looking is forward fun,
0: The reality isn't fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm looking forward to the fun after the baby, when Vettel gets um, to be back to normal, and finally take a pause of having children.
2: Let's start with you, Vettel, because since you're the one that has gone through it more recently than us, and are about to go back into labor in the next couple of days, what is it? I guess. Tell us about what you wish you knew before you went the first time you went into labor and then what you knew and learned after your first time and second time and what you know, like, okay, I got that like for this time around. Okay, so,
1: so far, since I'm the freshest off the experience and having the babies, the first labor was very different compared to my second one. And I am very, I'm anticipating this third labor. I don't know what to expect, honestly, even though I feel I should be more prepared Because of the fact that I've gone through the first and the second one. But my first labor, I wish I would have known that it wasn't gonna be like the movies where I was gonna be in extreme pain and shouting and deeming my husband unworthy and an ass because he put me in that situation. Like, no, we both put ourselves in that situation. I knew what was happening. I, I wish I would just tell myself, calm down and really just listen to your body more. My body was telling me, my body was telling me, this is what's happening to you. Thankfully at that time, I had been very, very active. I was still, I was running a lot, working out a lot. I had become a runner, which I never thought I would. Then I was doing a lot of circuit training and boot camp classes. I was very, just very active. And even after I wasn't able to continue running, I was constantly walking. I did prenatal yoga to keep me on my breathing game because that's one thing I realized that I needed help with was actually my breathing. I would go and I don't know how to swim, but I would go into the pool and kind of just like walk around in there. But yeah, I think I would have just listened to my body more and realized told myself like calm down, it's not going to be like the movies as scary. Uh there are stories like that and that's to get me wrong, therefore that's why it's represented that way in in maybe the movies, but for me it was just more like, okay, take it easy. Your body knows what's going to happen. Your body knows what to do. And in the case you are unable to do that, there are professionals around to assist you and to help you make decisions in case you're not able to do what your body is asking of you. And in those cases would be the emergency C section or the emergency this. But at the moment for me, it, it ended up being that thankfully it worked out great. I didn't know I was in labor. I because I didn't feel anything massive, any massive excruciating pain until probably right before Galilea popped out. And she uh she was a one push baby. So she came out I thought she and my water had not no se me ha la fuente. My water had not, it didn't break. I thought she was going to be a sack baby. So I had read up on all of this. It wasn't like, oh my God, my water broke. I'm having major contractions. It was more of a, maybe we should go to the hospital. Maybe I'm in labor. I'm feeling some kind of cramping. Let's just go be safe because Otto's one of those people that's just, let's play it safe. And he dragged me pretty much to the hospital. hospitals. So by the time we got there, then I figured this is the beginning of labor. This is, but I think in my head, it was just the beginning of what labor could be. Not like this is active labor because we got to the hospital it was under two hours and Galila was born.
0: Our first baby, that's incredible.
1: So I was just like, oh my God, this is great. One pushed baby, she came out, everything worked out great. But they had described to me before what Irene had coached me through, <laughs> what my comadre Tanya had told me about, you know, the whole like process of be prepared. They're going to want to sell you on the drugs and sell you on the this and tell, try to convince you to do otherwise of what your birth plan was. And I was very firm when I walked in. I'm like, it's going to be a naturally unmedicated birth. I know I could do it. I felt very guerrera, very like, I am good just, job. I'm ready for this. So baby number one was great. We got pregnant very soon after with baby number two. That one was a little bit different. Pregnancy was different. I wasn't as active, but I was still active enough to help me feel good. And I actually continued the prenatal yoga, but I also introduced chiropractic visits because I, I was looking forward to the growing belly and the waddling. I'm like, yes, I want to swing my belly around and I wanted to be that pregnant lady. You know, let's show off this belly. Let's do it. I started getting a lot of back pain and I couldn't walk. So my waddle wasn't just because my belly was big. My waddle was not cute because it was out of pain. <laughs> I could, couldn't, I couldn't walk straight. I couldn't stand up, straight, I couldn't do certain things. So at that point, I had my baby, I had Galileo already but I carry around and then I had baby number two. So with that one, I think I was listening to my body, I was paying more attention. I decided to do the chiropractic care, which really helped a lot. And at the end of the day, I think with that pregnancy, it would have been what I wish I knew was not to stress about making the baby come. Um, I was doing, when I was going to to the chiropractor, she also has a, she does acupuncture. So I started doing acupuncture Mm -hmm. because I was getting really afraid of getting induced. And my doctor had told me that the baby was really big. They had given me three different uh, due dates with Joaquin with baby number yeah. two. But he was just significantly bigger than Gali. And so the doctor's like, no, I think you're you're two weeks ahead, you're two weeks here. And that kind of started putting me putting me in a more of a in a nervous position where I'm like, they don't even know how, you know how big my baby is. They don't know what to do. So seeing my doctor be kind of like unsure. But my doctor's super chill. My doctor is like, if I was my own doctor, like, don't worry about it. Everything's gonna be fine. And and the baby's gonna come when it wants Mm -hmm. to come. And I'm like, no, just tell me, please. I need some sort of structure. Like, soy hippie, but también no, you know, like (laughs) you're the doctor, you should know here. So with number two, I would just be like more relaxed. The baby's gonna come, like my doctor said, the baby's gonna come no matter what, no need to stress. Don't be afraid of having to be induced. Don't be afraid of it. Yes. They, they were making me feel like second guessing myself when I was at the point when I went to check in to get induced. They were like, are you sure you don't want the epidural? Because, oh honey, oh, whoa, that's pain. Whoa, whoa. And I'm like, I'm sure I don't want the epidural. I could do it. I can handle it. I still felt that part of a hundred percent, like how I felt like a guerrera with Vali, but I felt like, okay, I, I had a little more time to think about it. So I'm like, maybe, maybe I should do the epidural. Maybe not. So I, ha- I have a chance um, to doubt myself in my Capacity of being able to deliver this baby, but it was because I was doing all this other research on what it what happens to your body and the whole labor process during getting induced. So I scared myself shitless, pretty much. I was like, I don't think I can handle the pain. Maybe I should consider an epidural. But next thing you know, things worked out fine. The pain was so much was stronger, significantly stronger with the drugs, with the pitocin. But I'm very glad I took those prenatal yoga classes with the breathing. Because that's when you really need to freaking work with your body, like breathing in deep, being able to hold your breath, being able to do the push and doing all that. It really reminds you like you are in control, even though there there isn't that much control. You are in control of what, you can, what you're going through. I would say in this case, pregnancy number two taught me to just listen to your body more, trust yourself in the process. Don't get overly anxious or nervous. And then when uh, your doctor starts telling you that there might be a, p- a possibility that your baby might be too big. Um, and that's where you trust in like, Hey, if my body can't do it, I'm going to try. And if at the end of the day, it doesn't happen, you trust the professionals to do what they have to do. No, but with the third one, I think I'm just a little more nervous. I just don't know what to expect. And it's, I don't think I gave my body enough time to, to kind of regain its strength Mm -hmm. that I, I, I'm, I'm kind of just a lot more nervous about the whole process. And it's not like I have time on my hands to think about it. But I just feel a little more nervous. And this time around, I'm like, okay, let me just remind myself that it's one of those things where you just, once it starts happening, I have to just really tune in with, to me and forget everything else and really just be in tune with myself, get my mind and my thoughts in order and be able to just breathe and go with what, you know, go with the flow in that case.
0: Every pregnancy, no matter if it's the same mom or every woman in time is different. Every single pregnancy is different. So of course you're nervous because- you don't know. You don't know what's going to be different. It doesn't necessarily get easier. I used to always say that because mine each got easier. My mom, my sisters each got easier, but everybody's different and you can still be surprised. So Vero, maybe you're really nervous this time more than you were with the other ones. And maybe this will be your easiest in a weird way, right? And the other ones with Gali, it seemed like you were so relaxed until the last second. And then you had this baby so fast. And I'm like, wow, Vero's going to knock out the, the baby number two in 35 minutes. Like I just thought you were going to, because your body was <laughs> yeah. going to do if you had a Gali in two hours, like that's super impressive for a first time baby. So just think the best Vero, think the best. I really think you're going to be okay, but I know that it's nerve wracking because it's your third time in a row and it's, it's labor at the end of the day, no matter what yeah. they're all different. Every situation is different. Yeah. Puras vibras,
2: Vero.
1: You got this, Así que mujeres out there trying, considering that maybe, maybe one day, Maybe you're young in your 20s and you're like not even considering babies. Good. Don't stay on that track. (laughs) But it doesn't mean you can't go back to back. It is hard. It could be challenging. It could be overwhelming. But at the same time, it is really fun. Like Ceci said, (laughs) it's a fun time. Being a mom is really different than any any other role I've played so far in my life. So.
2: You know,
0: I I had my, my babies, gosh. My last baby is eight years old. I had my babies quite a few years ago. My 13-year-old, I'd say I got really lucky. One of my first tips, did not know before, and I just kind of stumbled in, so I'd recommend for other moms, is to try to have a midwife. Sometimes your doctors provide midwives. So Kaiser provides midwives. I don't know if they still do, but I got really lucky, and I had one provided to us by just the luck of the draw. She was incredible. I would recommend pursuing a midwife if you can have one because she was so different and she treated me so lovingly. And as a first time mom, I was scared. Like Vero, I didn't know what to expect. I was afraid. Of course, you have all those feelings because it's so new when you hear all these stories. But because I had a midwife, I was really empowered going into my first baby. And again, I was ignorance on fire. I was blind. I didn't know what it was going to be like, but because she was so confident, it made me confident. And so when I went into labor, my water did break with my first kid. So that's easy. That's an easy indicator. Like, Oh, I'm having this baby. It's a funny story. Cause I was with friends. I was surrounded by friends, typical and friend of like Liz, my sorority sister, you guys know, she was there. Jaime and Candace were there. All these great friends, my brother-in-laws were all there. And I go into the shower to like wipe off this water. I don't know what to do. I remember we took a photo. I wish I knew where that photo was, where all my friends are like cheering us on. And my face is so kind of scared and I go to the doctor, and I remember my widow I said, I hope you had this baby on a Sunday. I work Sunday shifts. And I remember getting in the elevator. And thinking, oh, my God, it's Saturday. It's, it's Sunday now, actually, because it was Saturday when we were at the party. And I got so happy about that. And I remember my husband being all prepared. Like, they told him it'll take a long time. You should have snacks. So I'm over here, like, sitting there thinking it's go time because my water broke. And he's over here, like, winding up an old CD player with the cord and packing CDs and packing granola. I'm like, well, I guess Diego's in for the long haul. So yeah. there we are in the elevator with Diego in his magazines, his CD player, his snacks. And I'm I'm go time. I'm ready to go. And I went in there. They put me to sleep. Like they, I wasn't gonna have this baby. Like at two in the morning, and they were like, "Your doctor will be in soon." She gets there like at eight AM, and she's fired up. She's like, "Nobody touch her. Nobody who's touched her. Nobody's touching her. I'm the only one examiner. her." So she had such a confidence, and she, I, I didn't, I wasn't in labor too long. I mean, it hurt like hell. I didn't want drugs, but I really didn't want drugs because I had this midwife that I thought that's her vibe. She wasn't gonna put the other hospital typical vibe that you get a lot, just like metal you Know every kid after that, and when it wasn't my midwife was like, You should just have an epidural, you should just have an epidural real, real easy, or you should just have a cesarean, you're gonna have a big baby. She was so confident and she didn't push it. She knew it wasn't my birth plan. And it's funny because even when I was ready to push my oldest, who I didn't know was a nine-pound baby, she's like, Okay, that's it. Like you're at 10, it's it's go time. And I go, What do you mean it's go time? She's like, right now, like let's do this. And she's getting ready and she's like, and I'm not gonna cut you. Like she just says that to me right then and there. I'm like, man, this woman is confident and strong. And- <laughs> She's got a plan and I like her. Like, let's do this. And she's like talking to me in Hebrew. Like she's, I loved her. Like she was like my abuelita. Anyway, I'm ready to push this baby out. And he didn't, he doesn't come out on the first push. And I straight up go like, so how much longer? (laughs) She's like, it's up to you, honey. And my mom was there and my mother-in-law was there. And I remember it's so funny when you're in labor, like you can be strong. You can be strong. My tip to women is, like you can be strong. It hurts like hell. But the minute the contraction is over, I remember like getting myself together and being like, I'm okay, mom. I'm okay, mom. Like I wanted to be strong for my mom. I wanted to be strong for my my husband. So it's like, it's a mind thing. And I just remember thinking I can do this just a little bit longer. My mom had six kids. My mama's mom had like eight kids in a rancho. Like I could do this. Like mindset wise, I just kept telling myself like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I don't need drugs. And secretly I was dying. And I'm telling my husband, like, I don't know if I can do this. But outwardly, I was like, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And my midwife being so confident made me confident. So for all women going into this, psych yourself out, psych yourself out, tell yourself everything you need to tell yourself, look at that clock. I would look at the clock and I'd be like, I'm going to be out of here. I'm going to be done by noon. I'm going to be done by noon. Like with every kid that I had, I just had this mental game that I would play. Like this kid's coming in three hours. This kid's coming in two hours. But the first one, again, it was my midwife that gave me that belief. Cause she was like, we're not going to cut you. You're going to have it naturally. It's as fast as you want it to be. Like she acted that way. And so I remember the next couple of pushes. I was like, she said, as long as I did it. So I remember like pushing that baby out. My mom says that he like kept coming. Model, and she just saw this big old baby. She said, the doctor didn't have enough hands to catch your baby. And she had like, dumps this big old baby on me and there's like blood everywhere. And, and that's my first. And I didn't know anything really going into it. I just know that I didn't have drugs and that they were parading me around after because I didn't have drugs. But my second baby was the absolute opposite experience. That doctor had no tact. She wasn't very kind. She had been delivering babies for like 70 years of her 92-year-old life. I don't know. but oh my goodness. This wasn't nice. She just was kind of like, this is a machine. This is a job. And she's like, you should have a C-section. You should just have one. And I'm like, uh, why? Because your baby could be big. I'm like, well, measure this baby. My other baby that had measured. I was confident. And she's like, you're going to break your baby's shoulders. Maybe I already said this on the podcast before. And I'm just like, lo está loca señora, like trying to scare me into having a C-section. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to rip my pussy apart. Why? <laughs> I was like, I've had an iron pound Who baby. Bring the Who wins? Who wins?
1: No,
0: no, she's she was too much. Like she was just too much. She was trying to overpower me, trying to intimidate me. I didn't agree. I had them come up and and weigh the baby. Of course, they said some weight that, like you said, Veto. They were within like 800 grams, and they said they eight and a half pounds. And I'm like, cool. My other kid was nine pounds. I could do this. Like I went in again, Mm -hmm. confident. As I'm, I had told that doctor I'll have this baby by noon, and she like laughed in my face. She's like, yeah, right. You're not gonna have this baby by noon. So I was just like, she's like a terrible doctor. And then I got my legs open right there, and I had said to the nurse, I don't want them to cut me. And she's like pulling out the scissors, like ready. I'm like, this doctor is the opposite of everything I would possibly want. But I'm here. Yeah. And I'm doing this. She was already motivated. That baby was coming before noon. Sure enough, she like couldn't wait to like slice me open. Don't be afraid, women. They like zip you back up or whatever with stitches. Mm-hmm. But the point is, what I wish I knew is that like the more confident person wins. Be confident. You can be stronger than you think you are. And, and no to pregnancy that are the same like some were super bloody some were super wet it's just so different like you don't know how you're going to feel some you feel it in your back some you feel it in your front my first two kids my labor was in my front of my body with noah i almost didn't make it to the hospital because my back just kept hurting and my back just kept hurting and i didn't know i was in labor and i've heard other women say that like yeah. don't ignore back pain don't ignore the signs call your nurse it's another great tip call the nurse describe what you're feeling they'll give you good advice But my biggest tip is have the confidence. And even if it's your first child, again, the most confident person wins. And if you feel your doctor is not confident, because I regret that. I regret not changing my second doctor. All along, I knew she wasn't a strong doctor. I just had different insurance. And that's why I wasn't with Kaiser at that time. And all along, I knew that I didn't like how she made me feel, like just another number. And like, Beto, it sounds like your doctor, you like the way your doctor makes you feel. It sounds like they're the Mm -hmm. right doctor. Find the right doctor for you. And as a first-time mom, you know, in your gut, you know how they make you feel, get recommendations from other people. But I do regret with my second doctor that I kind of went through. And I wanted that doctor, I think, because I wanted to deliver at that hospital, because the hospital had really awesome delivery rooms, the things that were important to me. But Mm -hmm. I didn't have the best experience. So for sure, with the third kid, I went back to Kaiser. So find a provider you love and that you like. I wish I would have done that better with my second. With the third baby, I almost missed getting there. So listen to your body. Be careful. Don't risk it. Or have the baby in the car. I have a friend who had a baby in the car. But that's a lot. Or a friend that had a baby. And her bathroom. Remember, our yes. friends. My three nine-pound babies that all came naturally, no drugs. Thank God, prayer, lots of prayer and belief that we could do it. Eso sí. all three
2: nine-pounders. Yeah, yeah. three,
0: mm-hmm. one ounce bigger than the other. Oh wow. So because los- I was a big eater when I'm pregnant. I'm a big old eater. I eat everything. Those babies were big because I was eating bad. That's why.
1: Damn, I wish yeah. I had all those cravings. That's what I was looking forward to with being pregnant. Before we asked Cecilia about her labor story because she had to give. Birth to two babies <laughs> back That's to so back, fun. literally at the same time, the same day. I wish I had more cravings. I wish I wanted to be so pregnant. I was like excited. No, to yeah, me too. I thought it was I was oh, to be what doing. did you crave?
0: Yeah. What did you guys
1: crave? Yeah. I Nothing. love my I have no cravings. I with, with Gali, I lost like 15 pounds in the first trimester wow. and then I gained them back normal, like just normal throughout wow. the pregnancy, but no cravings. Joaquin, the same. And with this one, the same thing. I crave more sweets. I crave a lot more shit not pregnant than oh, funny. Pregnant. How so, funny.
2: That's, yeah. a, that's so exactly weird. how I feel, too. I was, you know, people were like, oh, my God, you must be craving a bunch of stuff with twins. And I'm like, not really. I'm just really craving the, name, the same normal stuff that I crave, not being pregnant. Like, you know, papitas con chile limon. Like, yeah, I would crave that even more. But nothing crazy. At all. I had a ton of cravings. I wanted
0: Gatorade. I wanted gummy bears. I love filet fishes. I like ghetto Chinese food. It had to be from that ghetto place where you know they had MSG and it had like lots of broccoli in it. Like Mm. I had the weirdest. With the last one, I love chili cheese fries, like just bad food me the chili cheese fries with noah well I it's like remember. my normal
1: food normally
0: <laughs> normal food. <laughs> but it's like i eat chili cheese fries all the time, all the time. no the best wasabi like horseradish that really strong flavor Antes no me gustava. and mm. after my i like curry now i like wasabi i'm like god is good it expanded my palate but i was in a for all
1: three kids like mm. you guys remember
0: at the wedding i look like 12 months pregnant and I was like 6 months pregnant
1: but you know <laughs> I mean? Irene I looked pregnant with you okay and I wasn't even anywhere close I my regular old fatty self okay no we danced all night with our
2: beautiful bodies I loved
1: it Ooh. oh yeah mm-hmm.
2: you know what I did create something actually now that Great. I remember so um Costco had this um coconut milk mm. oh yeah you I did mention that know milk that- I've never seen it again. But anyway, Costco had this coconut milk and I tried it, you know, during their samples. I'm like, I love it. So I got a whole box and like, I think four little, I mean, or six individual little boxes came in it. And then it was really hard to find at Costco. So so my sister found them in, um, at the Costco in Hayward and I told her, like, get me like six or 10 boxes, something crazy. So I had this milk for days. And now I try to find it, and I I don't I don't see it anymore. But that was my craving for este sure. De coco. That sounds good. like cocoa, it's like like not too sweet, like
0: mm. it just tastes really really good and creamy. Oh, sandia! I loved sandia when I was pregnant.
1: Mm. Mm. That's good. Were you? Did you love sandia when you were pregnant with Noah?
0: Maybe I think it was Noah. Why? Why? I
1: remember. I remember. Well, maybe sandia with some tahini. Because remember that time Noah was like, "I'm gonna I eat the sandia," and he poured out the whole tahini. Mm. Onto it, and then you're like, "Are you sure?" And you and Diego were looking at him like, "This is fool fool's going to choke up on some tahini." We need to be ready to save his ass. And he like just poured it onto the sandia and it. went for this fat bite. And you could tell he was like, <laughs> "It's good, it's good." But <laughs> I was dying. dying. Oh my god, he must be dying.
0: He's having tahini right now. He craves tahini all the time. He wanted it yesterday with pepino, and he put pepino in his mm-hmm. water. And right now he's having apple with tahini. Like you're right, Veto. Probably was him. Mm-hmm.
2: No, mi I mean, Hijo, I have tajim with everything on my apples and mi fruit and sandía. I even eat it with like the dry like um the dry mango or dry fruit. Oh, yeah. or even like what's it called the red vines. I like to dip really? red vines into tajim, yeah. <laughs> so so weird. I like yes, to have it I mean. with my tequila my tequila and squirt.
0: That's what I like uh-huh. to have my tequila oh, yeah? with. Una and carrots and carrots. I put on my carrots too, like raw carrots. a popcorn. Oh, oh, my husband loves. With
1: their hands, with hand, their hand gestures, it looked like she went, and I like it. And I like it
0: on my private. In <laughs> <laughs> like oh, my private. No <laughs> 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 like Oh
1: on I I my god, that already gave
0: me the. I had a.
1: Ew, talking about. I should save that one for the random episode, but I don't know. I'll tell you guys a story later. Remind me later because I have a story about hot Cheetos and the. Ha, ha, well, so I cheetah, guess, let me get my notebook out. Yeah.
0: Ha, <laughs> see, we're, we're saving the best for last because you had these beautiful twins. So tell us what you wish you would have
2: yeah. known, your experience, oh, yeah.
0: having these beautiful girls.
2: Well, I my goal was, my goal was always like, I want to deliver these girls vaginally just because, yeah. you know, with twins, it's always like C-sections, C-sections, and they always push for C-sections. So for me, it was like, my goal is to deliver these girls vaginally. I think, so the girls were born in January. I want to say maybe in November, one of the girls was still not head down. So I'm like, Ay, Diosito. like I would pray every single night, you know, Please have her like go head down so that it so that they stay that way once once I'm delivering and that, that I can deliver them vaginally and so that was like you know my, my biggest goal when it came to drugs I've never experienced this I'll just make the the call once I'm there and you right. know and I feel it and I know what what I'm going through and my sister and my sister was like no you know don't get the epidural it's gonna be faster this that Tania también la tu comadre then they go, no, you know you can do it. You know our our bodies can do this. And I was like no 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 like, like I was kind of getting convinced, but I'm like no I I will know once I'm there. And again because oh and then I was being told that that um because it was twins that sometimes one would be born you know vaginally and then one w- would flip and then we w- we would have to go in and get emergency C-section and then I would have to go completely under like I would I couldn't just have it. That epidural, so you know, back back and forth, and then finally, I was like, "Well, I'll make the call once I'm there." Um, And I remember feeling, I remember feeling cramping like that day. It was a Monday. It was actually MLK Day, Martin Luther King. And I went out to brunch with my um, with my colleague. I think I had already been on maternity for for two weeks. And I remember like going to brunch and feeling the like the tightness, like the cramping. I'm like, you know, maybe it's that, but whatever. I ignored it. Went to brunch and then I when I got home, like the the intensity started getting like stronger, just like the cramping. And I and I laid down a little bit, but I didn't start counting. Um I didn't start counting like what the the contractions until until my husband got home. Luis got home. He actually had gone on a like a super long bike ride. And then he said he, he like, do yeah. <laughs> he says that he still he's like, Yeah oh, man, I still need that nap because he was like, oh, I'm gonna get home and a shower, I'm gonna nap. And he said that when he walked into the room and he saw me laying down and being like uncomfortable, he's like, I knew it. Like I knew those babies were coming. I was like, okay, I'll shower, but you know, let's, let's, let's call. So I called and I, you know, I was still kind of debating whether or not to go to the hospital because, you know, they say, usually stay, stay at home or wait. I called I'm like, well, I'm feeling tightness. What do you think? And just come, you know, come in, we'll check you out and figure it out. I think I showered. And by that time we had already packed, Again, the the husband's like with his his snacks and like a book and you know magazines. And I showered. I I remember I clipped my my nails because I you know babies. I didn't want to scratch the babies. And we didn't make it to the hospital till like two hours later after that. And I think I I was like walking the halls and with Ruiz and getting you know experiencing the labor and contractions. And I want to say. We arrived like at 7 p.m. and and then finally, when I finally like decided, like you know what, let me get the epidural. It was like six in the morning the following day. Got the epidural. Lucy and I napped for for a few hours. I didn't start pushing until probably 3 p.m. the Tuesday. So I had already been in labor like 12 hours, about 12 hours at mm-hmm. that point when I started pushing. And something that you said, Irene, like just looking at the time, like I kept on looking at the time thinking, Oh my God, I've already been pushing for like so many hours. I think I pushed for a total of, I don't know, five, six hours. Oh. And when they finally wheeled me into the operating room, because I was going to deliver there no matter what, because you know, again, last minute emergency C-section, C- C- I felt like my epidural was like kind of wearing off already. And like, I would press a little button, but I didn't feel it kicking in anymore. But so that's one thing. Your epidural might run out, so take that take that into consideration. But at that point, I remember just feeling exhausted, just feeling I couldn't push no more. And then oh, and then it's Kaiser, so it's a learning hospital. So there was I don't know like about a dozen residents coming in and out helping me push. And then like one doctor whispering like over there like oh yeah, it's gonna be a C section. We're gonna do this. It's gonna be a C section. And me kind of felt feeling a little bit defeated, thinking like, well, it's going to have to be this, you know, oh well. But I think just being wheeled into the operating room and just seeing the big, the big lights, like, you were right. like, oh, hell no. This isn't going to happen. And I, I know. And I told yeah, myself. it's just been serious. I told myself, like, tú puedes. I can do it. And then, like, I remember thinking of La, la Virgen de, de Guadalupe. Yeah. like, the tu mind. Tu mind. Tu like there was mean. a breeze. There was a breeze. Yes. <laughs> the Holy Spirit came over me. Right. Yes. But I was just thinking, Virgencita, yo puedo. Ayúdame. Yo sé right. que puedo. Let's do this. Samantha was born. Samantha was born first. And once she was born, put her on my chest. And I was like... Like, I was barely, like, getting emotional and getting, like, oh, my God, I my mom when they, like, took her right away. And keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I keep like, There's no, you one like, I'm like, oh, Dios mío de veras, right? Like, all right, let's go. And I don't feel like there was much time that elapsed between Samantha and Paula being born, but apparently it was almost an hour, about 50, oh, like 55 wow. minutes, something like that, because, you know after they told us the time that they were born but I remember it being pretty quick I I do remember Paula taking a little longer to come out and I think it's because she was like a little like a little hot, heavier I want to say like a, a whole pound heavier almost defeated but telling myself no yo puedo. like let's do this and I did it and just feeling like like just so proud you know like that I had done it like oh my god I was able to do it you know how I wanted my goal did you know the first one was Samantha like how did you decide who was who the first one okay. was going to be that name. Okay, so the way they're positioned, they always have a letter, right? Baby A oh. and baby B. Paola was always on my left side, and she was always baby A. Samantha on my right I side, baby B. Throughout the pregnancy. But during labor, I missed this part, actually. During labor, like, they were monitoring their hearts. And then at one point, they're like, wait, what? Like, the doctors were like, wait, something's going on, you know. Um, and then they realized, oh, because of the... Yeah, the the way they were—I don't know exactly how they 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 found this out, but the way they were monitoring the heart the hearts, they figured out that baby B had become baby A, and she had pushed oh, her sister out of the way and became baby A. She came out first, and and then B came out seconds. Paula, but but by that point, I already knew that the baby on my left—I had already named them. Like this oh, baby A okay. on my left side is Paula baby on my right side is Samantha. So they stay that way. Cause I knew that. Uh, about first and then about. Okay. Oh, that's so cute. To, yeah. To name them. But I mean, I, I, I love Kaiser. I was born at Kaiser. I had the babies there and I just like, they're a great hospital. Like I, yeah. I like, they let me kind of like decide and, and, yeah. And it was up to me, like, what I wanted to do. And, yeah, of course, with twins and, you know, doctors wanting to push for C-sections. Like I said, I heard, like, a doctor, like, the main head, I think, whispering that, um, you know, maybe C-section, it's going to be C-section because there's no way, no sé so, qué. Okay. I, I could, you know, again, you're, like, in the middle of pushing, so I can kind of uh, make out a little bit what they were saying. But Luis said, yeah, that's what they were saying. Like, he he overheard them. And then one, like, like, senior resident that was there, she's like, no. And we're going to do this. And she's the one that actually like helped me actually Good. cut the babies. And we did it. Good, Had our babies naturally. Yeah. Every single one of us. And we're not advocating yeah. for that because yeah, there's
0: emergencies. Obviously, yeah. we're not advocating for drugs or no drugs. Obviously, you have a plan and you go into it. And you have to be open and do what's safe for the baby. But mm-hmm. it's absolutely possible whether it's your first, second, third, yeah. two at one time to, you know, have the mental capacity and the ability and to push. And even if you're exhausted, like it sounds like you had the longest labor. You were exhausted yeah. and you still managed to bring the courage somewhere from somewhere. The Holy Spirit.
2: I like Vero also did prenatal yoga. And I think that helped because like I, I went for several months and I think it, it, it helped I, in one way or another. It just helped. being like ready mentally for it and also helping me like deliver vaginally. I think that that was a big deal Cause like
1: in the class, I don't I don't know if your instructor did this, but our instructor would be like, would say, Okay, so in this moment, you know, just um connect with your baby. Talk yeah, to your baby. Definitely. And blah, blah, blah. And they I would get so emotional at those Aww. moments. I'm like, talk to my baby. What do I tell my baby? That I don't that's even know this little thing inside weird. of me, you yeah? know? Yeah. But I think it puts you just in the sense it just reminds you that it, it's your body, you're connected. And within you, there is this little being that is relying on you to help them when they're ready to come out into this world, right? Yeah, Yep. Um, sure. So it really helps you kind of be like, okay, we're a team. We're a team here. You're my little being. And we, we have to listen to one another and really be there for each other in that sense. Because when you're feeling the contractions, your child's saying, I'm ready to come out. Help me, you know? Yeah. That really helped just kind of connect you, like just kind of know what's happening in that sense. Um. But it's really really cool like when they they have you do that and oh, yeah. one, you know it's kind of a, just being in touch with yourself yeah totally hippie but totally cool no think- the best
0: feeling is when they're there when they come out that's exactly what you feel because like the oh, yeah. mother it's mm-hmm. like you yeah. don't you forget the pain you forget Fantastic like feeling. 10 seconds ago your sound i mean i remember labor sounds i never sounded i've never been able to make that sound after like the way you like grunt and like moan and like you're in pain oh, yeah. and then you get over it and then you mm-hmm. go gonna have more kids like the pain is so unforgettable.
1: You make another baby. Yeah, saying.
0: exactly. It's a different kind of grunt. I don't think I've ever heard of that. <laughs> yeah. kind of I don't know, but yeah, like, that's deep, a different... He like very animalistic. I sounded like a dog that was dying slash cheetah that's dying. I don't know what's going on, but... The point was that your mind, you do it, and yeah. then you want another one, and then you feel so oh my beautiful baby, and there's like diapers on you and blood, and like Ceci said something about like you're swollen, you need like special socks. It's a yeah. whole thing, and it's, yeah. it's not it's not like in the movies. Like Vettel said, it's it's gonna have a yeah. process. That baby is so worth the sleepless nights, the throw up, the craziness, the connect with your baby, be one with your baby, even
1: when mm-hmm. you're not sleeping, and all of that. I remember Otto mentioned something about me talking to the babies after I had them. Oh yeah. I don't oh. remember what I said to them, but he was like, it was beautiful. You were just talking like with Galilea. He's like, I remember you talking to her and you were holding her and you were telling her this. And I'm like, I don't remember oh. that specifically, but I remember it being like a very like nice moment in the sense yeah. of I had her, she was on my chest and my doctor, it wasn't my doctor that was there that night. Um, He was, he, we had her on a Sunday. I had her on a Sunday night and I had Dr. Pinches. <laughs> He's like, my, my name's Dr. Pinches, not Pinch a Doctor, okay? <laughs> I'm like, He's funny, he can catch my baby. But he walked in way later. Like, he was like, Okay, I'm ready to go. With Joaquin, it was a little bit different. Like, the whole process with Gali, like, placenta came out very naturally. I didn't feel like he was like, mm-hmm. Here's a placenta Placenta to me. It looks so glorious, looks so pretty and red. And I'm like, Okay, cool. That's fine. the
0: Do you have two placentas, Sissy? I had two placentas. Oh, oh my oh, God. Was no, they were big. Yeah. Mm. So you're pushing four things out. You had to push. Yeah, four that's things true.
2: Out. That's one thing. I'll, okay, so that's one thing that we didn't know um, going into labor is like. Well, I guess you know we learn now, but it's like you also have to push out the placenta. I had mm-hmm. to. I have four push. Pushes. That's crazy. Yeah. It sounds like they don't have an easy, beautiful,
1: glorious placenta for the first baby. No. For the first one. And the <laughs> second one, they're like, you need to put, I need one little push from you. And I'm like, huh? And I'm holding Joaquin and he's snoring on my chest. He peed on me when he was born. And I was like, oh, I was, and that's a weird thing because it wasn't the same feeling I had with Gali. Cause I, I was feeling everything plus some oh. and my mind and my body were still just not on, on the same page. So I'm holding Joaquin. He pees on me. I, I bust a joke saying he Kelly'd me. Um, oh, gosh. Some people might be in agreement with that, but I thought it was funny. I don't even know why I thought it was funny, but anyway, <laughs> so I'm like joking after just having my baby, and then I start feeling. They're like, "Okay, I need one push from you for the placenta." And this time it was my doctor, and he had a resident, so he was teaching mm-hmm. someone you know what to do. He forgot to put anesthesia on my on me when my coochie Oy. to start throwing me up. Uh-huh. So I'm holding Joaquin. And all of a sudden I, I start feeling I feel a pain like a and I could see him go like this, right? Like pull the pull the, the stitch. Oh my god. And I'm seeing him do that after he delivered I delivered the placenta too. You're feeling
0: him do that.
1: And I'm like, uh, Doctor, um, am I supposed to feel that? Because I can feel that. He's like, Oh, oh, we forgot to put the anesthesia. Oh my god. And I was like, just wait till I write that review. So here I am being trying to be, you know, funny oh my with my god. doctor and everything. And I was like, what is wrong with me? It must be the pitocin." No. Um <laughs> heard I read a about my second doctor. I was like, go somewhere else, y'all. <laughs> like, go
0: somewhere
1: heard, else. like this time around, my sister's like, remind him, you don't want uh, you don't want him to have a resident there. You want him to do it, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, maybe. But I mean, it wasn't a bad experience. It was just so different, like from Gali to the second one. And that's why I think with the third one, I'm like, you know what? Te lo dejo a ti, Diosito, te lo dejo a ti, Virgencita. I mean. Whatever is gonna work out best, but you know now I have at least those two things to pull from those two different events. Okay, it could either go one way or the other, and I'm really hoping for it to be the first time around. Who knows? And then one thing I also learned during my first pregnancy, I didn't know that was. I always heard about you dilating. I never heard about effacement, where Mm -hmm. the uh, you, you know you could be dilated, but if you're not effaced, the baby's not gonna come. So you can push and push and push. And no baby comes. And then a lot of times, you know, they, you get taken into to get a C-section. Mm. So you have to, they both have to kind of work at the same time. So that's one thing I learned with a little one day class we took with a doula. Mm. And she was like, oh, there's dilation. There's a face. And we're like, what is that? And I'm so glad I learned that because when we went in for forgot, they were like, okay, she's 10 plus two. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So they had to call this doctor to rush from his nap to come down and catch my baby but I had no idea if I wouldn't have known. I'm like, I would have just, you know, like, okay, cool, whatever. But yeah, there's two things that happen to your cervix it's the, the thinning out part plus the opening up.
2: Yeah, the other thing that a lot of people or a lot of women don't know is that when you're giving birth, I guess, to the placenta, is that they push your stomach so hard, right? To get everything out, like, yeah, so yeah. yeah, that hurts. I remember that. See, they didn't do that, they didn't they do
1: that
2: didn't with tea, they mm-hmm. did it with protein. Mm-hmm. Belly, just like everything just flowed out of your
1: body like a freaking yeah. river.
0: metal. You got so know I belly. had
1: bruises on my belly from them pushing on it yeah. and everything.
0: Yeah. I have that scary old lady doctor in the middle. So she was like pushing on me, cutting me. Like she was super oh, not. No. I like, trying to stick your elbow inside me. Like take it down and not. <laughs> oh my God. I hey, won hey, the bet hey. and had this baby in less than four hours. I won the bet, Dr. Sadiva, whatever her name was.
1: Shouldn't be giving her any airtime, but no. shout out
0: to Alice Feinstein, she's already retired at the Kaiser here in West LA. She delivered by other boys, she's the bomb. Oh. Yeah.
1: oh, so your boys were delivered by the same doctor, and it was just uh Sophie. Then, right? yeah, weird and it was funny
0: about the, the second boy, though. That um, Alice was long gone, she really worked and stuff. She saw me like twice, and that doctor that had that baby, like. Those people didn't even want to help me. Like I checked in and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock. And they were like, uh, yeah, not yet. Not yet. You know, their shift was about to be up or something. And I'm like, I'm ready. To yeah. Have you, baby. And they were not helping me. I'm doing all these weird movements. And he like flew out of me. But right before he flew out of me, they like set me down. And some doctor comes in to greet me. And she couldn't uh-huh. even greet me. She's like, gloves, baby. Bye. She was probably in the freaking delivery room, like two minutes. No, little nada. Some lady, she signed a paper. high and bye. Like Noah was so easy. He was like a little fish. <laughs> a little fish. So that's Aww. what's gonna happen for you, Vidal. This is I believe it, I see it for your third nice. baby. It's gonna be a little fish. You're barely gonna spend I'm any time at the hospital or with the dog, you're gonna have them so easy. I see it. Oh yes. All of I our see. listeners hopefully see it. And you're due next Wednesday, no? The 18th, yeah. yeah. Um oh,
1: yeah, yeah, right? Right. Is that Wednesday.
0: We it. Wednesday? It's, it's maybe a good omen. Maybe it's a good omen that you will yes. Yeah, it's not so easy. This podcast oh, is right for the 18th, the day you're due. How well timed is that?
1: Wow. So maybe you'll be listening and I already have a little baby. I know. Yeah. I know.
0: Who wants to do a live while well, she's in the living room? I know we already asked. Ah, but no. but down. Who wants to see That's her? Hoo-ha her, hoo-ha with her hoo-ha with yeah. My hoo-ha with the...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: Find us on the ground for more tips or if you want to continue this conversation, um, hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram. Our handle is at LevelUpLatina or via email if you want to continue the conversation or just give us a suggestion about what we should talk about in a future podcast. Our email is admin at leveluplatina.com. Again, admin at leveluplatina.com. Congratulations.
0: Congratulations. Good luck, Vero. Kudos to you, Vero. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. All right, it's so level, level up. up. Level up.